Hi. I usually have my little tongue-in-cheek content warning, but for today's episode, I thought I would make it a bit more serious. There isn't much of an intro to today's episode other than to say it covers violence against women perpetrated by men. It's a bit of a heavy episode, but my guest, Aileen Barrett, and I approach it with a bit of irreverent humour, which may seem a bit dark at times. No disrespect is meant by this, but it is one way to manage talking about a subject as morbid as this one. Because of the nature of the conversation, please look after yourself and only listen if you feel able to do so. If at any point it becomes a bit too much, take a break, come back later, or not at all. Whatever you need. So here it goes. I hope it's a constructive conversation to hear. Hello and welcome uh, to the Narcissist Ramblings podcast with me, the Narcissist Psychologist, and uh, Aileen Barrett, better known as Tinder Translators. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, oh well, I'll be honest with you. I'm. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever considered you a celebrity, but I am a little bit starstruck um, oh. and awed to have you on the podcast because I feel like in the world of well, my world of Instagram, at least, I think you're quite a um, a prominent figure. So I'm actually really grateful for your presence. So thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you very much. I uh, definitely don't think I'm celebrity. Maybe in a very small corner of the Instagram. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Yes, you're very welcome. I enjoy no your page. Obviously, we've had chats in the DMs. We have, we have. So, um, I guess I'll be honest with you. Anyone who's listening to this podcast will absolutely know who you are because I'm not going to lie. Most of the people who follow me have sort of come to my page through recommendations, either by yourself or la la la. Let me explain. So, um, listeners are probably not going to be a stranger to who you are, but just in case just in case on the small chance that this podcast makes it like international um do you want to just let people know who you are what you do what your page is about yeah um i'd like to state for the record that i don't expect everyone who's listening to this podcast to know who i am but um i am my name's alien barrett i want a page called tinder translators which started off um just very basically as me screenshotting awful misogynistic uh, gross Tinder bios, which of which there are probably millions, I'd say, um, and translating them into what they really mean. So not really translating them into a different language, but um, so, you know, just things. And then translating the stock phrases you hear on dating apps as well, like looking for someone who takes care of themselves, which usually means something like looking for someone thin um, <laughs> uh, and things like that. And then it kind of grew from there. And so I started talking more and giving my views more and people didn't, well, I mean, I was going to say people didn't hate me for it. I mean, some people did, but that's the way, that's the way of the world. Um, and yeah, it's just growing from there. So I talk about mostly dating me, feminist issues, and occasionally just like be silly, because uh, what's life without that, really? Um, but yeah, and I, um, I've also now read a book. It's called The Tinder Translator, An Aid Instead of Modern Misogyny, and it will be out in October. Um, so actually, it doesn't have a the in the title. Just messed that up. But anyway, whatever. It's <laughs> all, all of the information there that you need. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tinder Translator, An Aid Instead of Modern Misogyny. So uh, yeah, that's me. And I'm also a 37-year-old woman who lives in Manchester, and I have a, an eight-year-old son. And I'm divorced. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> like all the best people I know I'm joking anyway so that's me 
Well, thank you very much. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned the book because um, we hadn't actually clarified before we came on as to whether you wanted to mention it or not. But uh, I'm really glad you did. Uh, I, for one, am very excited about the fact that you've written a book. I think it's great. I think it's really um, wonderful that sort of uh, people who aren't necessarily, you know, I don't know, within like sort of fields of academia or anything like that, who kind of have a presence and whose voices are, uh, you know, um, important to get the opportunities to do things like that so i think it's really amazing that you've got that opportunity and Thank um, you. i look forward to uh seeing what the cover looks like i quite i quite like covers of books so hmm. um it should yeah. be very soon that it's the cover i, I know what it looks like so well i would be. hope you know I, hope, I would hope you know what it looks like at some point yeah, do know, you get to I mean, do you get to sign off on what it looks like do you get final say i don't really know how it works um, or do yeah, people just go yeah, I mean, I, could, I think if I said no, this is not what a cover would be, it wouldn't be that. It's very much a collaborative thing and the publishers obviously know what kind of thing like people pick up from bookshelves and, mm-hmm. and I like, I've had a really good relationship with them. And um, it's like when they first proposed it, I was a bit like, oh God, it looks very retro. But then they were like, that's in. And I was like, mm, I don't know if it is, guys. But then I've seen quite a lot of book cover announcements that do look quite retro since then. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, turns out. Uh, you know what they're talking about there was lots of iterations of it and stuff and uh trying to get it right it's obviously a really like i don't know nerve-wracking thing because it's you know i don't know it's like choosing your own face or something oh well yeah and and i think uh yeah as i say well i again i love reading books um i quite i just like the idea that you know of being talking to a soon-to-be-published author is just really fantastic so i'm enjoying i'm enjoying it um okay um so i guess to kind of contextualize the the episode today so um obviously i'll have mentioned this in the sort of introduction about sort of looking after yourselves if you're um listening to this because obviously this podcast is going to talk about um men's violence against women um and the the yeah you know that cheery old subject that we kind yeah. of need to continuously keep talking about until people actually yeah. start to listen. But um, mm-hmm. uh, so the context around this is, so the, the the episode is, I guess, tentatively or accurately or definitely called uh, Sarah Everard, One Year On. Um, and the reason why uh, myself and Aileen are having a conversation is today is because, um, as you may well be aware, and I suppose if you haven't, if you aren't aware, um, then I'd be really surprised. But uh, Sarah Everard was um, disappeared on, I think it was the 3rd of March, 2021. um, And her body was found, I think, I've just looked it up, I think it was about um, nine days later or so. Um, And she was murdered by Wayne Cousins. Um, And uh, shortly after that, you went on to a podcast episode with James Walsham, uh, formerly mm-hmm. known as the Honest Bloke, now currently known as the Compassionate Man. And, no, he's um, has not he? Yeah, yeah, he's changed his name, yeah. Um, I think the, the podcast is still on whatever it's on as on yeah. the Honest Bloke. Yeah, I've just had a look and I think it's still under the Honest Bloke. So um, so if you, if you want further context to this conversation that um, Aileen and I are about to have... Um, yeah, go check the podcast out. Um, and I suppose, well, I suppose do you want to describe, because obviously you were in the in the episode, do you want to describe what the episode was about and I guess why yeah. James wanted to talk to you? 
So um, obviously, I mean, uh, in the wake of, of Sarah Avard's disappearance at first, and then, you know, finding that she had probably been murdered, and then, you know, the kind of the horrible unfolding of it all, mm-hmm. um, there were, I can't, I think I, you know, posted something about like, where are all the men talking about it? You know, like annoying feminists do that when there's things mm. um, happening. And I don't know if, I think I, I just, I hadn't seen many men with any kind of significant following. And obviously it's very important that any men with like three Facebook followers, like friends talk about it. I'm not, but you know, in terms of platforms and using your platform and all that social media junk, hadn't seen many men talking about it. And, um, and also had seen already the start to be the kind of defensiveness of like not all men and like he's a monster. This was obviously after we kind of knew vaguely what happened. Mm. Um, and James was uh, had put some really good sort of videos up of you know just being like guys, <laughs> like shut up <laughs> just for a, like let's take a breath and like listen for a minute. Like, mm-hmm. And then I thought they were quite good and I shared them. So we started talking. And he invited me on his podcast. Um, and I was like, yeah, I, I want to talk to, I, and I want to talk to men about this stuff um, in a very, you know, very clear, like I'm not, I'm not trying to hold anyone's hand through it kind of way. But, um, you know, to as long as, you know, someone's open to having a critical conversation or, or a difficult conversation, then mm-hmm. I'm open to having that too. Um, and, you know, to, to owning their own shit. And I think the conversation that we had um, was very honest. I mean, the first sort of 20 minutes of it is kind of like us having a bit of a laugh about all the rubbish that's on Tinder and stuff like that. And then we sort of get more into it. Um, and, you know, stuff like, I think at first he says something about like the conversation around women's safety. And I'm like, I would say it's the conversation around men's violence and he was mm-hmm. like yep okay cool cool yeah. um stuff like that but it's quite a long podcast and to be honest I haven't really re-listened to it I think I did re-listen to it maybe actually probably around the time that he reshared it which was around Sarah the because obviously it's a bit longer than a year on now mm-hmm. um which I think is the time that you listen to it yeah. you listen to it a year on didn't you yeah um so I think I listened to it then just to check that <laughs> I wasn't resharing something that I now thought was awful, but um, yeah. it was just kind of a, a an honest conversation about, um, especially how like good guy men and and men who are they are good men, like have also been complicit, and and that that's really you can you can own that without being then an evil Wayne Cousins person, you know, like yeah. that's not it's not what we're trying to say here. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people's, well, a lot of men's, in this instance, a lot of men's first reaction is defense. Yeah. Um, just like sometimes when I see like a tweet about white women, I'm like, ah, it, you know, my first reaction is kind of like defensive. And then I'm like, hmm. A, maybe it's not about me specifically. And if mm-hmm. not, then I'll just move on. And it B, if I'm feeling really defensive, probably because there's a little bit of truth in there. Yeah, and maybe something to uh, think about. Yeah, and there's not the person who's made the statements um, responsibility to hold that for me. Like, I need to hold that for myself and, and reflect. Um, so, yeah, but um, so that it was a good conversation. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard and it's, these things are quite tiring to talk about, but they're important. So, yeah. Well, yeah, so thank you for summarising that. And um, 
I suppose I suppose the reason why you and I are having the conversation is because you're right um, around the anniversary mark of Sarah Everard's disappearance, and then um, you know subsequent uh, it was subsequently found out that she was murdered. I um, I did listen to that podcast. Um, I had downloaded it roughly around the time with the intention of listening to it, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and I think I was reflecting on what the reasons were, and I think I was. Um, I was quite saturated with the sort of the the news events. Um, I had, uh, you know, I think I was, <clears throat> I think I was relatively new to, well, relatively-ish new to the whole kind of um, my account. And I got sort of caught up in, in the wake of it all. And I was doing quite a lot of <laughs> angry posting similarly mm-hmm. about men to just be like, shut the fuck up, listen, it's not about you. Um you know, I think one of my posts was, you know, men are quite happy to claim solidarity and collectivism when it's celebrating like a football victory. But as soon as it comes yeah. to, but as soon as it comes to sharing the collective responsibility of men's violence against women, everyone's like, no, that's not me. And I'm like, you can't have it both ways, fuckers. Like, yeah. you can't, you can't um, have a have a group think celebration and then sort of separate yourself from horrible mm-hmm. people at the same time. So. So I think the reason why I probably didn't listen to it at the time was because I was kind of um, maybe needing to kind of give myself a bit of a break from it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, It's very easily done on social media as well to completely, like you said, saturate yourself and just stretch yourself thin. Yeah. yeah. And really my hope for that podcast was that some men who weren't already talking about it were listening. And I hope they were. And I certainly certainly hope they were. And I think sort of... um, uh, I guess um, my kind of experience is that my sort of, um, I guess, social circle within the my small confine of uh, the social media space has kind of certainly grown, and I've certainly connected more with um, men of of a similar ilk and a similar um, understanding about women's issues and sort of the the necessity and the responsibility for men to kind of take on the mantle of helping to sort of you know rectify this um issue within society um but i guess whilst i was listening to that podcast i was taking on what you were saying and the conversation that you and james were having and obviously you were talking about you and he were both talking about sort of you know how it is men's responsibility how it is sort of you know about not all men all those kind of things and um it made me wonder it made me wonder, like, has that happened? Has all the things that you've spoken about, and again, like, you know, not just you, because you were one yeah, voice amongst no, many. Me. I'm the, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the it was just no you, just you and James together. Just the sole critic, critic <laughs> out here. So everyone else is on board, not on them. Yeah. Oh, it's hard um, to be me. Um, and I guess, so I guess I was just wondering Sorry, if yeah. the, no, 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 the, um, I, I like the irreverence. Um, I wonder if, I just wondered if any of the the things that women had said around the time, if any of the requests, the pleas, the just general listen requests um, had been listened to. So uh-huh. I, um, so I put a poll out on my Instagram yeah. account. Um, can I just interrupt you for a of second? Of course you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To ask if you can hear the sounds from next door coming through. No, okay. If anyone <laughs> does hear it on the podcast, I swear down that is not my child. 
I'm not ignoring my child. Is next door. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. That's all right. Um, I, so thought you gonna, I thought you were going to say something different. No, 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 no. I mean, that would be quite funny, actually. I wouldn't mind yeah. it so much. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, no, no, so, that's fine. Put um, out. Yeah, so I put a poll out, basically asking the question: you know, have have things changed for women, or have women kind of basically noticed any kind of difference since um, Sarah Everard's mm-hmm. death, murder? Yeah. Um, and the overwhelming response was, I think, ninety-five percent of the voters had said that absolutely nothing had fucking changed. Um, yeah. And so, and so, based on that. And obviously the fact that you and James had that conversation, I thought it would just be helpful to have a conversation with you as, you know, obviously the sole voice um, of this entire. <laughs> You've been lucky to book me, to be honest. Exactly. Oh, you know, you know, I can imagine that your schedule must have absolutely rammed with everyone oh, wanting to. Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess that's anyway, my question. And I suppose yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there and we can kind of take it from there. So. In your view, would you agree with the 95% of um, women voters on my account that nothing, absolutely nothing has fucking changed? Uh, in terms of what is actually happening to women and the systems around women, yes, I would absolutely agree. Um, I would say that perhaps in certain spaces, and I think maybe some of your um, followers said this, there is some more ease in talking about these things Mm -hmm. between ourselves um, or like there's more permission to disclose although that's obviously something that happens more to me as I get more followers on Instagram and talk about Mm -hmm. lots of feminist issues so it's not like my world has stayed the same reference although I've Mm -hmm. had that many more followers in the last year Um, and uh, yeah and and maybe hmm, I don't know I don't know if maybe there's a few men in my life who I can be a little bit more, or I feel like I have given myself permission to be a little bit more um, frank with, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, kind of, uh, I do think that's probably actually the case in terms of, and some people like, you know, I just I can't even remember. I was talking about my book with some people who I know, like uh, friends, like, you know, kind of, acquaintancy friends people that I know through doing theatre stuff and stuff and then the two men and I was saying you know like and just like it's all about blah blah how awful men are lol and I was like not really and they were like nah fair <laughs> but they might have said that before um but I think yeah. around I know one of them really grappled with a lot of it around that time and I think there were a few men who who, you know, did face it a bit more than they had perhaps and maybe more women, heard, you know, heard stories from women who are close to them um, mm-hmm. because, it, you know, ev- every woman I know has a story. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily a horrible, you know, traumatic story, but, and often we think we don't until we actually think about it as well mm-hmm. because so much is normalised. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think there were some men who did that and, and you know, there's a, Sorry to just go on for a minute, but that's all right. No, no, you carry there's on. A, um, there's a a kind of a thing that happens where it's like, if you have to relate it to your daughter or your what, this could have been my daughter or my wife. Why do you see women as human? Blah blah blah. But I think that there is, and I think that's true. I mean, I think like it, when the prime minister of Australia is like, oh, uh, you know, talk, talk to my wife, and they were like, what if it was your daughter? What if it was our daughter? And I was like, oh yeah, maybe. Like that's not okay if you're the prime minister. 
you should mm. be able to have a frame of reference about yeah. sexual violence. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, in terms of when you hear somebody's story, especially someone you know, but actually I think stories in general are incredibly powerful in politics mm. and in activism, you know, it's very easy to like, and it's very important to know the statistics and everything, but if you, but sometimes you need that, that personal story because it's like, oh, this, it's almost un, we can't compute the statistics, mm. you know, what does it, like two women a week die at the hands of a partner or ex-partner in the UK? Whoa, that's awful. And then, but then when you hear the stories or one story even of how many times the police was called and how many, you know, how many opportunities there were to intervene or, you know, whatever, then, then it's like, oh God. Yeah. So that doesn't just happen because there are quite a few men who want to kill women. It's like, it happens for a lot of systemic reasons as well. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, important. I think that's important. So I wouldn't necessarily dismiss that. So I think maybe that those conversations happened. Maybe the conversations happen a bit more. But I also mm-hmm. think there's been more backlash. It's mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if it's actually maybe cancelled out the, the, the good conversations. It's all quite depressing. But basically, yes, I do in in essence agree with the 96 percent of was it just women in that poll then or yeah yeah i think yeah i, I um did they, specifically did, did asked because i uh, every time i try and do a gendered poll i look at it and i'm like Ugh, no so i think well i think i think it's a bit easier on my page or well, I, I don't know obviously i'm assuming that you probably have a, a a higher proportion of women followers i i also have a higher proportion of women followers um so i think if i put a poll out and i say explicitly this is just for women it's uh-huh. generally more sort of adhered to the i have the problem where i try and put a a poll out for men and i'm like just men please and then uh-huh. you know people get a bit sort of um yeah. Paul happy and I'm like oh fuck okay let's completely skew the data <laughs> I, I get it both ways I get it both ways oh, do you? especially oh, okay. when it's something a bit like if I'm it's like I did I know you, you shared on your stories about this I did a story about blowjobs recently yeah that's kind of high quality content you can expect <laughs> yeah, um yeah. and you know say I mean this isn't the case I don't think in this one but it's like you know people only people who I mean this is probably not actually it can't be this one because obviously sometimes some men give men blowjobs so it's not really but basically oh no it's people with penises like yes that's what don't have penises so it's like you know basically not cis men uh or trans women uh, well some trans women depending on what you know transition they've had but whatever mm-hmm. people without penises blah 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 and then then like <laughs> it was always like you know, there was just like loads of I would have very highly doubt they are anything but cis men from the interactions I've had with them and their pages um, and the fact they don't have pronouns in their bio um, that they um, that they basically were just like nah yeah they just be like yeah yeah I love it <laughs> like I didn't ask you <laughs> you know sometimes like just skew the kind of like yeah, yeah women love this shit kind of thing <laughs> um, and then sometimes I'll get women but I'll always because I have I think it's about 96% women yeah. Well, according to Instagram, there's no data for who's non-binary and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've, yeah, Instagram's only got so, the. You know, the, I think the there's probably quite options. a few non-binary folks who follow. Me. I know there's quite a few non-binary folks who follow me, but like, um, in terms of the kind of Instagram data, and then you do get that, you get it a lot. But I was just wondering if, yeah, so that's ninety-six percent of women. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm surprised there's four <laughs> percent. Not really. I think for the reasons I said, I think some people can hear can feel it. Yeah. And I think 
and I think um, just off the top of my head, I think some of the reasons, some of the reasons that some people had said there had been change uh, wasn't necessarily positive change. And we'll come into that in a second. So um, some of the some of the more positive change was, I guess, um, relating a little bit more to what you said about um, there being a bit more uh, conversation being had. So I think there was a bit more um permission as you said to kind of have these conversations i think either online or in person um and i guess you know as with all these kind of um things that make media headlines it creates conversation doesn't it you know you can't uh-huh. not you can't not talk about it um but then there were interestingly there were some who said that there was a change but it was actually for the worst <laughs> Mm. Um, and I guess some of that links to what you were saying about there seems to be a greater backlash. Yeah. And and I guess what's your sense of the backlash? What what do you mean by backlash? And what does that look like? Who's that coming from? I mean, obviously it's coming from I'm imagining it's coming from men, but I I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on you know, I think it's coming from patriarchy and misogyny, and that's not always enacted by men, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there okay, are a lot of fair, women yeah. who are part, you know, enact that and and um, when we're talking about, you know, societal, I'm not talking about the physical harms, but, but um, you know, there's there's always a pushback anytime mm-hmm. that any marginalised group, and women are a marginalised group, even though we're the majority, mm-hmm. um, are, you know, get a little bit of ground. The people who are threatened by that will try and push back on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it with, I mean, any kind of civil rights movement, any kind of, you know social justice movement you you do see that at least attempt to go well you've got enough now stay back or this has got and of course the classic this has gone too far mm. me too's gone too far now mm. um you know this like and the i think the the main perpetrator well the, not the per- main perpetrator actually but the kind of originator of a lot of the backlash is the manosphere and the intel and pickup artist and men's right that rights activist communities uh who uh it makes me sad that their communities like me talk to some other people i feel really sad <laughs> for lots of young boys i yeah. really just feel like it, it's heartbreaking and um, i know mm. you and i've both read men who hate women by laura bates where she yeah. really goes into those communities i mean literally goes into them as a pretend posing as a young man um, on, on the internet, obviously, um, and uh, and sees the gradual, well, not even that gradual, but you know, s- slowly but surely, sees this young man get radicalised. She doesn't start at the heart of it, mm-hmm. um, but you know, some young men, especially if you've got low self-esteem, I mean, it's easy to believe that the reason that nobody wants to go out with you is because actually, it's all women's fault, and it's gone too far, and you, you know. I quite identify with a lot of those young boys who felt rejected by all women. I felt like that about boys. Luckily, yeah. there wasn't a kind of extremist gender-based movement that could suck me in and they hate all men, except mm. that's what men's rights activists would call feminism. So maybe there was, after all. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, maybe, 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 oh, maybe they're onto something there. Maybe I've actually you just had a light bulb moment. Oh, God, you've been radicalised. <gasps> oh, my God. No, I came out of the womb with feminism. <laughs> I don't know about came out of the womb, but I know when I was two, I refused to build a snowman. It was a snow girl. And I right. had no more snow about it. it. Looked the same, exactly the same. <laughs> it was a snow girl. 
um, which obviously I should have said so, Snow Woman. So jokes on me, really. <laughs> too well. um, but anyway, um, yeah, I think the, the kind of perpetrators, and I'm sure you've talked about this on your podcast before, and you've certainly talked a lot about it on your Instagram as well. Um, you don't, I didn't realise the full extent to how much these ways of talking um ways of thinking about feminism and what it's doing to society ways of ways of categorizing people into different groups um has like kind of leaked out into the mainstream um mm. to the extent that i've actually heard my son use some terminology that i know to be insult terminology recently oh really minecraft youtubers use it and they don't use it in a malicious way they just look yeah. like chats and that's like you know guys who are big and you know muscly and stuff yeah. but I'm like oh god <laughs> oh no what is this you know um I think they start talking about beta cucks that's when I'll yeah yeah that down. kind of stuff yeah 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 but you know there's all this kind of terminology and law base very much goes through that and how when you first go into those worlds you're like I don't know what any of this means and yeah. then once you've been in it for a while it's like the language you kind of um pick it up and you more. yeah but it does drip down into the mainstream and there are a lot of things that are held up as facts like you know received wisdom especially in right-wing you know more right-wing circles but I don't think just in right-wing circles about things like you know dads are treated badly by family courts for example yeah. like I actually heard that like with you on your um you're talking men talking about patriarchy yeah one of the things you you like one of the examples they use for people saying like see this is how could it be a patriarchy when men aren't the head of the household anymore and men aren't you know men can't get you know custody over their children it's actually like it's actually like factually not like correct yeah yeah even correct like no it's um um... and i mean as somebody who co-parents i know that like the stuff that people say about my son's dad, who is loved, who is great dad, don't get me wrong, he's a good dad. But like, for example, when we first broke up, like, he's so good that he still wants to be involved. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's with the child that we planned to have when we were married to each yeah, other. Like, yeah. are you, what, like nobody's yeah. ever said to me, oh my God, it's so good that Aileen still wants to be involved. Yeah, yeah. How nice like, of you to want to continue yeah, to look I after know, your child. You? Even, especially you know, after you I'm gave like, birth to him it's you know it's know. such a such a you know such a, such a charitable thing but no one ever you know the things that are celebrated in men are expected of women uh, mm. in terms of caring stuff yeah. you know yeah. and often you know and um yeah and and it tends to not be the other way around things that celebrate in men are criticized in women yeah sometimes, you know stuff like being strong and being forthright and all that stuff becomes yeah. being like bossy and bitchy and um difficult mm-hmm. um so i mean that's probably a very broad i'm sure there's some examples on both sides that you could use but um so a lot of the stuff that comes through there and just drips out into the mainstream i think that that's a big thing mm. that you know the right wing hold on to um but you just see it anytime there's a story in the news you know people really want to really want to emphasize that it's not all men and I no. just don't know when anyone's ever said it was. I just don't know when anyone's ever said it was. We've just said, yeah. can you help us out, please? I oh, know. It, like, it ab- <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I <clears throat> see, I, I can kind of empathise, but also I struggle to empathise at the same time because I, I'm pretty sure that at some point before I had my kind of, you know, 
let's call it a feminist enlightenment, shall we? Um, I'm pretty sure that I maybe would have gone, oh, it, it can't be all men because I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a rapist or a murderer or, you know, a domestic abuser and all those kind of things. But I think I, I really, and I don't know if it's a language thing and I don't know if it's sort of people just assume that when you talk about men, they talk about every single individual man, mm-hmm. as opposed to a collective identity that can exist outside of just an individual person's experience or what they or what they do. Um, so I don't know if it's just like because English is a bit wishy-washy sometimes and you can't always necessarily, you know, there's sometimes there's um, misunderstandings or miscommunications. You say one thing and English isn't necessarily the, the most clear and coherent language sometimes and they can be um yeah. slight misunderstanding so people just naturally so men just assume that when you say men you mean literally what would it be 3.5 billion people on the planet must yeah. be murdering mm-hmm. the other, other. 3.5 billion people on the planet and you're like jesus christ if that was true there would literally just be no fucking women <laughs> Four men, and yeah. I mean, for the record, that is what I'm saying. By the way, I don't know what. No, um, no, yeah, exactly. And and yeah, there's. I think that's a really important point about the language because when we say you know men perpetrate violence against women, yeah, it's like I saw a tweet once, and it was, and I wish I really wish I I could find it. I wish I could like quote source the person because I just thought it was brilliant. And it was like, it was actually about the, the phrase is not all men and all lives matter, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, um, in Black Lives Matter, the, the as well is silent. Yeah. So when, when you say Black Lives Matter, they just mean as well as every other, you know, and especially as white people's lives. That's, that's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you say men, the not all is silent. So like yeah. when I'm talking about the stuff that men are doing, I'm not talking about all men, but there is the, it is men who are doing it. I'm, I'm talking about the men who are doing it. And I d- mm. there's not another way, you know, and we shouldn't have to sugarcoat it um, and dress it up, you know, yeah. um, and kind <clears throat> of make it all soft and nice. And I know it's not you because, do you know what? I don't know it's not you. I, mean, I don't yeah. think it's you particularly, but I don't know. You know, I don't yeah. know. But sorry, but but by the way, do you by any chance have your certificate of yeah. you know of not having gone to school where they taught you to to not do like you know where's yeah. your badge or your insignia that yeah. highlights to the other women around you that actually you're a safe guy because that kind of shit doesn't exist, does it? Yeah, it doesn't. And then you know, most women who've been you know attacked or assaulted, or hurt by a man physically or you know, and indeed emotionally, and mentally. Um, have been hurt by someone who they didn't think was one of the the, the men that they yeah. thought it was one of the not all men um, yeah. because otherwise they wouldn't have trusted them to walk them home or yeah. come into the house or be their boyfriend or marry them or you know whatever it is um, and that's you know and I think some men hear that and they think oh so you think you you suspect all men all the time <laughs> You're just walking around going like, you could all be rapists. You're probably a rapist. And it's like, do you know what? That would actually kind of be a simpler life. <laughs> if I just was like, right, you're all, I'm not interested in any of you. I think you're all trash. You're probably all, I just stay away from all of you. 
Um, I mean, it would be not a simpler life for someone who has a son, but you know. Um, yeah. But in general, right? Say I thought that that would be kind of a simpler life. What I live with, and 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 I almost hate saying this out loud because I feel like I don't like to put it into other people's heads, is that some of the men I know, one of the men I know who I think is great has probably raped someone statistically. Mm-hmm. And that's like fucked up. And it's just, I'm, I'm not, and I don't go, mm, I wonder if it's you. I'm not thinking about it. I don't, yeah. I don't imagine who it would be. I've not got any mm. opinions on that. I'm just saying like, or maybe not, if not raped, which I think statistically must be true, um, done something bad to yeah. a woman, like bad, like physically bad, like something, yeah. you know. And maybe they at the time didn't know that, you know, because I think I, I will give the space to think like some of the things that men have done. That, I mean, there's things that men have done to me that I didn't register at the time as being a violation or non-consensual that I'm now mm-hmm. like, oh, well, that was really bad. So mm-hmm. I can kind of make allowances for lack of education and stuff, but not if you don't own it, not if yeah. you can't. And I think that's yeah. a real reckoning that I'm not sure many men are, are, are ready to, to have. Yeah, and I, I kind of I kind of talk a, a little bit about that in one of my very first podcast episodes where I talk about this idea of um, the the pushback of of not all men coming from this idea of uh, again, I don't know necessarily, and I'm sure the conversations about men's violence against women have been continuing for many, many years before I've started having this conversation, but it's just mm-hmm. not been, it's just not been in my conscious awareness. Yeah. Um, but I am also aware that with the age of social media, with the sort of trend of um, really, really horrific things kind of getting a lot of, you know, airtime <clears throat> on, on the media and also in social media, Topics like, you know, men's violence against women have become a bit more prominent, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess what, along with that, one of the things that I've wondered and thought about is along with the, again, and this obviously started with the Me Too movement, didn't it? So along with the, uh, you know, the the, the whole men's violence against women becoming a bit more uh, uh, in the zeitgeist, as it were, But along with the understanding of what sexual violence is and what it actually composes of, and, you know, on the one end, you've got the really extreme stuff. You've got, you know, your your rape, murder, um, the really horrific stuff that is, you know, life-ending and potentially um, massively traumatic. And then you've got the the other, and I don't want to say um, less damaging, but I suppose maybe less severe, Um, side of things um, and I think you know that's your things like your cat calling your your wolf whistling your um, the subtle the, the the subtle things that men and I will admit that what I thought was flirting maybe mm-hmm. in a nightclub where you like you kind of just stare at a woman and you kind of <laughs> want to go and buy her a drink and then you offer her a drink and she says no and you get like a little bit sort of you know you try and get playful and you're a little bit pushy and insistent and mm. um I talked about yeah, that was this all in... fine until she said no, and that was the bit. That was exactly, fine. and you know, yeah, when yeah. she said when she said no, you kind of just should have been like, "Well, okay, thank you very much for your time." You, you know, maybe if you yeah. want to offer one more compliment, then you know, fuck yeah, off yeah, and yeah. just leave it. That's but that, yeah. but I mean, so so that's like the more the, the more subtle end, I suppose. And I think mm-hmm. it's my and again, there's absolutely zero 
like data to support this, but it's my <laughs> hypothesis um, that men are becoming more aware of the fact that they've probably taken part in some some level of this, um, or just completely denied that anything they've ever done would relate to uh, would would be considered sexual violence in any shape or form. Um, mm-hmm. So they just so yeah so because they've realized that they've maybe done that. And in order to defend against being one of those guys, because, you know, sexual violence is sexual violence. Um, obviously, there are varying degrees of it. But if you are, if you have assaulted someone, you've assaulted someone. Um, and in order to defend against being considered one of those people, they'll just go, not all men. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think also hearing that, like, oh, um, you know, it's really creepy to walk when you walk past a woman in a nightclub to place your hand on her waist just to get past her if you don't need to do that to a man you don't need to do it to a woman what people hear by that is like you're the same as Wayne Cousins and it's like uh yeah. <laughs> like if you're hearing that do you know what I mean like that's, yeah. and, it, and, yeah. and that's sometimes and it I only think that people can think that feminists are saying that if they've never listened to a feminist and they've only yeah. listened to men who hate women and hate feminism um and don't understand feminism fundamentally or worse do and want to mm. cast it as that you know there are i think there are lots and lots of people who hate feminism because they don't get it they don't understand what it is and they don't understand that it is against patriarchy and not men mm. it's different yeah, um, no. and actually it'd be really helpful um for men if there was less patriarchal gender binary bullshit yeah. um but also i think there's some like real real bad dudes at the top of this all that that they know exactly what feminism is and they definitely don't want it to succeed because it's doing quite well for them at the moment the page yeah it would it uh, would threaten it would threaten what they have at the moment wouldn't it yeah 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 um and i think yeah it's uh that doesn't seem to have, have changed at all and sometimes mm. when you talk about that kind of stuff talking about systemic stuff it just i don't know i feel like i sound like a conspiracy theorist <laughs> Even though I'm just like saying some facts, mm. like you know, 56 MPs are under under you know investigation, investigation. at the moment for sexual misconduct, you know, of varying degrees. Um, and I think it's also I think it's fine to say that talking to a woman for a minute longer in the club when she's already said no is different from you know doing something physical, sexually physical when yeah. she said when she no. said no like that I think that's okay to say personally I mean yeah, I might yeah. be you know someone might come at me for that because that's what social media is like but um but you know I think that that's fine I think you know um yeah like I don't know there's so many things I've done that are really shitty in terms of like how I've thought about or spoken about or um, spoken to people from marginalized groups that I don't belong to mm-hmm. and nothing like yeah like I'm not a violent racist but it doesn't mean I haven't perpetuated white supremacy and racism in my life absolutely like yeah and and being able to own that is important mm. for me to be able to deconstruct it and yeah. also to own that I'll probably I'll keep doing it I'll probably keep doing it I need to be open to some criticism and I think sometimes when I talk to men who are purportedly feminist and I kind of offer, who I don't know very well on the social media, and I offer them some criticism. I sometimes find that they're like, well, actually, I um, I do all these things. And actually, a lot I, I know a lot of women who think I'm a really good feminist. And I'm like, okay, cool. 
you're not listening to me though are you mm. <laughs> so cool like you know and that's that's difficult but maybe it's because I'm being a prick that's always an option that's happened to me <laughs> I suppose maybe it's how somebody interprets constructive yeah, criticism yeah, yeah. as well. And, and obviously, you know, talking to people in text and stuff is, is hard. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I think I don't know. Oh, it's all pretty depressing. Yeah, but um, I think what um, I think you highlighted something that sort of um, just sort of pinged into my head. So I think there's this mistaken idea that if you talk to men about with the things that other men do that they may have inadvertently, unknowingly, without an awareness of what they were doing at the time. Um, if you kind of bring that to the forefront, it's almost like you're immediately saying that they're a bad person or a bad per yeah. a bad human or a bad man. Yeah. And it and you know, it's it's not it's not about punishment it's about accountability isn't it and it's yeah. about what you can do with that accountability that's why it's important to talk about systems and structures um, yeah. because we're all products of them no one lives outside no one exists outside these things and nobody no. is I, I mean there probably are a few people nobody is can belong to every marginalized group there is so that everybody has some kind of like reference yeah. that they can't understand or even if it's not marginalized you know everybody like everyone has lives in a different intersection you know yeah and um and like we we're all products of things and you know like i said women perpetrate patriarchy and misogyny like mm -hmm. i um see this all the time <laughs> um and uh i have a different maybe empathy and kind of patience with them than i do with men because i understand mm -hmm. internalized misogyny um, and generally they don't murder other women because they're misogynists. So yeah. that also helps me <laughs> have a bit more patience. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, this the kind of systemic thing, talking about systems and structures is important because um, admitting that you are a product of a system or structure and becoming aware of it and being like, ugh, and cringing and being like ashamed and whatever about things you may have done, even the just little things, once you see them, and even, you know, I think that there are some men who knowingly cross lines, not knowingly necessarily, I'm not saying that, I mean, there are obviously men who knowingly crossed horrible lines yeah, yeah, and yeah. are just not very nice people. Yeah. Um, but I think there are also people, who, you know, they've pushed, pushed things that they, yeah. they kind of knew they shouldn't have. Yeah. And I think that's important to ad ad address as well. It's not all like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I didn't realise, you know, mm. but, there, you know, and that's... <sighs> That's, there's, a, there's a kind of compassion, compassionate, or there's, well, there's a kind of um, restorative justice culture that I think would be better to have yeah, in yeah. society, especially yeah. in a society where everybody's a product of this thing that says that boys should be like this and girls should be like this. And yeah. Girls are, exist to get married to boys, and that's what makes them happy. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Disney. Thank you for that. Um, hopeful for the people, grow the girls growing up on the, you know, Encanto and yeah 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 a bit better but you know i was talking to my friend about this this morning actually about like where does it come from like why why are women like this to women sometimes and i was like well what, what, what did we get taught that that we were going to grow up and do what was our main thing that was exciting even if we grew up in feminist households which i did and she did not marry a boy who really who likes us a lot mm. ding <laughs> we have achieved life um, goal done yeah i did that on 25 and then i was like oh okay it's not 
it's not the best. I don't know. I feel like maybe I haven't achieved my all of my life goals. I didn't ever yeah. think that out loud in my no, no, even yeah. in my own head. I know thinking out that out loud in my own head is not a thing, but you know, consciously I never had that yeah, thought. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I would have always criticized that thought, but mm-hmm. I see it now. Um, but I guess but I guess what you're saying though is that there's obviously this um there's this message or messages that boys and girls uh, are fed because obviously and I'm talking about boys and girls that are socialized as boys and girls because that's how yeah, we all are yeah. socialized like um yeah. I know that there is potentially a a, a more uh, progressive move towards kind of uh, not necessarily pushing gender stereotypes or or um, yeah. categories into into children at the moment but by and large we are socialized in people into who are those. adults now for people who are adults now that's yeah. how we socialize exactly you know, um, we became, we really were. yeah um and there are certain messages for boys and i think it's quite interesting what you're saying about how the sort of the, the the goal as it were for women is to to find a man and to marry him and to obviously bear his children and to uh, be the, the the matriarch of the household um and i guess yeah you're, i think you know, matriarch the, is too is too empowering to be honest i feel like it's like to be the homemaker the homemaker there was yeah. a there was a i think it was a tweet i can't i can't i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher it but there was something about um there was, there was something about marrying it wasn't it wasn't a misogynistic tweet it was like one of those satire type tweets where it talks about a woman being a, like a man's psychologist um maid child carer uh oh. chef all those kind of things yeah. um anyway i fucked that up but anyway um <laughs> No, sounds sounds about right. No, um, um so sorry. So what I was saying, so with yeah, with with girl, the kind of yeah. So, married, so I was asking married. is is the you know you were talking about the internalized misogyny is is mm-hmm. um do you think that's because those those women those women who have internalized that those misogynistic patriarchal <clears throat> um, typical women gender stereotypes still hold on to that a lot, and they are like actually the you know the, the 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 disney was right the prince charming is out there and i am gonna fight my corner for it is that kind of maybe a bit part of that i would say certainly not consciously yeah, yeah. Um, but i think that um there is a power in you know the male gaze and men's approval mm-hmm. and i think the thing that patriarchy does is it raises us all to one men's approval right like it raises men to want men's approval and it makes you know and then we'll all be fine as long as the men think we're okay and Mm -hmm. um and again I don't think that if anyone said I'm sure that lots of these women be like obviously not like don't be an idiot and I'm you know I don't want to patronize people and and psychoanalyze people I don't know and and I'm sure this is so this is hashtag not all misogynist women it's also Um, just it's just it's just uh, a hypothetical conversation yeah exactly but I think there is this kind of um, competition built in um, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes not even competition. It's like, you're ruining it for the rest of us. Like they won't like us. They'll think you're there. You, we're all like you. Mm. Like, um, And if they think they're like you, then they're not going to want to date me. And I really actually want to date. Yeah. And then they're men. like, God, oh, women. And like, oh, you give feminists, you know, be like feminism, bad name. And well, you're too, you know, some people like uh, Clementine Ford, uh, mm-hmm. who everyone should follow on Instagram she's great I like her she's my friend now which is like, kind of cool um <laughs> got one of her books on my, on my head um mm-hmm. she's 
great feminist writer, Australian um, woman, mm-hmm. and she's quite firebrand about things. And some people are like, look, I agree with what you're saying, but like, I don't know why you're saying it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, don't listen to it then, it's fine. But, you know, it's, it's like, there's this idea of there's this kind of like acceptable face of feminism and there's this acceptable mm-hmm. face of, of women, you know, kind of standing up for ourselves but not like being too much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes for most political movements and I think most political movements need a mixture actually I think that's how they get get around you know get things moving but but I think yeah there's definitely sorry to come back to the um come to the Disney thing that's all right I think uh there definitely is there's definitely a a need for male approval and not necessarily um specific ones um Mm -hmm. and not necessarily and sometimes in a really um kind of ethereal way like what what even is that like what does it look like mm-hmm. um but the male gaze is powerful and and it you know i don't pretend to be outside of it um, so for the, so so for, so for the listeners who may not be sort of you know familiar with what the male gaze is can you kind of just um give us oh, a God. rundown of what it is it's what well, it's it's essentially it's essentially the um Idealized, the, the idealized woman through the lens of a, a man isn't it and how yeah. women should look in order to um attract appeal to be accepted by men essentially yeah it, it's 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 being one wanting to be seen as the the acceptable the mm-hmm. accepted actually mm-hmm. the good woman the i mean there's different i think there's different iterations of it and i'm, I'm butchering it, i feel like should have just googled it and pretended and spread it out <laughs> um but I think like um and I mentioned this a bit in my book because I think it comes into like online dating and modern dating quite a lot um, mm-hmm. and I, um, is the um in Gone Girl uh, the author writes well it's through the voice of the main character writes about the cool girl mm-hmm. who is just basically like do what you want with me like I'm so chill I'm so super chill like yeah I don't care like I don't need you I don't need anything from you but like I'll just give you blowjobs and like tell you you're interesting and stuff mm-hmm. and that's what like some men not all men um want and um and some women try to be mm-hmm. um you know I talk in my book a bit about how you can't be that forever and suddenly yeah. and slowly you start re- re- you know revealing that maybe you have some emotional needs or like a personality or like you know opinions god forbid you see that's the worst one um, please don't give me your opinions oh uh, yeah real bad real bad <laughs> um and then you know you feel like you've kind of been gross and like mm. put a guy off mm. um and i'll get that so there's obviously a bit of that so every relationship you slowly mm. reveal yourself and then sometimes it's like oh we don't go together and that's fine but it, there's a certain kind of gendered mode of being that is about being like yeah i'm so cool and chill yeah just yeah whatever like Mm. I'm just chill, not like the other girls, not like other girls again is another kind of yeah. weird, weird thing, you know, that we 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 think is a compliment until mm-hmm. we get, you know, so we actually think it all the way through, like, oh, so I'm, you don't like women in general, but I'm <laughs> all right. That's, a, that's yeah. what you're saying. You know, I'm better than most of them. Like, what what do you mean? Because I yeah. think most of my favorite people are women, so I, you know, can't can't relate. Um, but yeah, and I guess I what 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 is what is it that I do, or what is it that I that you want me to do, that um, means that other women that you know or in the past have dated haven't done. 
Mm-hmm. And then I guess that, and I guess that's a bit of a power imbalance, isn't it? So it's putting, yeah. putting women on the back foot and almost like an expectation of uh, you're not like other girls. And yeah. so therefore, if you don't do what I want, and I guess almost like in a yeah. slightly threatening coercive ish way without necessarily being mean or intimidating, it's kind of saying, mm-hmm. if you don't do X, Y, Z, or these are the expectations that I have yeah. that actually you're of no Look, longer yeah. use to me. Yeah. There's a lot of iterations of it. You know, it can go from, you can go through. I mean, so chill, like a lot of girls wouldn't be as chill as you. I really like that about you. Or, um, oh, my God, my ex was like this. I'm so glad you're not like that, preemptively. Mm. So you better not turn out like that. Um, Usually it means having emotions. Oh, my God, my my (laughs) ex-girlfriend was so crazy. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that um, one before. I've got a, uh, my my book is a, it's very short, A to Z chapters. Um, of mm-hmm. different stock phrases and one of the chapter x which is obviously hard to crowbar in is crazy exes and <laughs> um, but men who talk about this x being a psych you know all my exes are psychos it's like who's the common denominator 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 who's the common denominator there is what i was trying to say um you know so me sorry but yeah. no, so, you know all of all of, all of the women that you've gone mm. out with hmm, interesting that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, have you driven several women mad? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We we digress again. But it's um, there's a lot. There's just so much to unpack in it. And I think sometimes we talk about it on the individual level a lot, and that's good and important. But but the kind of structural, you know, system. I mean. Laura Bates' new book, Fix the System, mm-hmm. Not the Women. Great book, you know, yeah. Um, really goes through that for, for certainly like the British systems um, and how much, you know, there's just, you just, every everywhere you look, it's just, yeah. it's just, there's just male violence, there's, you know, patriarchy and it kind of, the mind boggles that people can deny it, but they do. Yeah, um, and they do, yeah. Um, um, that's one of the things I've sort of, uh, I... I'm trying to do, you know, with my, with my account, with my podcast is to kind of, you know, do essentially what Laura Bates has done in the book and kind of use, use the knowledge that she and other um, people such as yourself, the knowledge that you have kind of spread it around and, and just, mm-hmm. you know, to, to kind of pull back this veil of um, I'm going to say intentional ignorance or to some degree, um, just flat out denial for yeah. you know because it doesn't serve a purpose because if there was acknowledgement then that would mean that um potentially something would be lost or some people have, would lose lose out on certain mm. privileges and it, um, it's also like super depressing <laughs> like i feel like some people are just like Ugh. you know we talked a little bit about this in the dms about how big the sam Rebrard's story was uh, the Sarah, the you know the story of her disappearance and sub- mm-hmm. subsequent murder, and there's lots of reasons for that, and there's been lots of discussion about why that is, um, and partly it's the kind of perfect victim. Mm-hmm. I would add um, to the perfect victim conversation, and this isn't my fresh idea; it's just something that I came upon, and I can't remember where I came upon it. Was you know the, the perfect victim's usually dead. Um, All right. Women, women yeah. who can still speak for themselves generally aren't almost never the perfect victim like because mm-hmm. there's been another uh, 
very pretty young blonde successful woman in the mm. news recently mm. who was definitely not the perfect victim mm-hmm. and heard um you know and and but you've got to be dead basically to be the perfect victim and I found that really powerful and upsetting but um okay but like you know that it's once you can talk you know once you can talk for yourself it's like oh I don't know if she's telling the truth oh yeah so yeah if, you're, if you're dead murdered. if you're dead you're def- you were definitely murdered like we can believe <laughs> that right but anything there is else no is yeah you can't really dispute can't be like death, well can I don't you? know was she murdered or yeah. not like shall we just right? double should we just double check if she is breathing because i'm not sure she is 100 yeah. percent dead yeah no like that's yeah. that's uh, that's fair enough so what you're saying is that when a, a, if a woman is dead that is the the most emphatic evidence of her of the violence perpetrated against her however um if a woman is able to kind of put her experience across talk about what's happened to her as again like you were saying with the amber heard johnny depp case uh-huh. and 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 again you know we can get into the ins and outs of that if, if you want to because I'm, I'm not necessarily Absolutely. completely au fait about it i i yeah. will admit i purposefully didn't follow it because I just thought it would be too much I thought it would be overwhelming yep. I knew that it was going to be a fucking shitstorm which essentially is what it was um and I just I just personally I can't believe that it was televised I can't believe that it got uh, as much airs time as it did that as a uh, as a as a yeah. as a forensic psychologist as a clinical psychologist I just feel that 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 just sat massively uncomfortably with me. So I, as much as I could, I tried not to engage with that. But yeah. coming back to what you were saying is that if a woman dare to be in a position where she can utter her experience, her side of the story, then that then that leaves open the opportunity for other people to be like, actually, what were you wearing? Mm. Is that true? Have you made this here? up? Yeah. What you what what's your angle as opposed to just being somebody who may have experienced yeah. why did she want to destroy this man why does she hate him so much yeah. you know um you know what's she trying to gain like as if any woman's ever fucking gained anything from cruising him out of messy blood yeah. think of one her tell me one person mm. who has gained things in their life like name one of you know bill cobb's accusers who apparently did it for fame or one mm. of the women who accused trump who did it for fame apparently including some people i can't name one so anyway, but um, and I, the second actually thing I think that is big that sometimes isn't talked about in terms of when like so Sarah Everard and Sabina Nessa is being murdered, being dead and being murdered by someone you didn't know. Yes. Because then it can't be your fault. Mm. It couldn't have been your fault because they didn't know you. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't have provoked them. You couldn't have consented to sex, you know, kinky sex that went wrong. I've put, did it, done the inverted commas. The inverted commas, yeah. <laughs> Um, for the for the listeners at home, um, there is only one conclusion. Uh, mm. If if you can find the evidence, the person who did it, that was bad. I mean, and even that doesn't happen all the time because there was another woman who uh, was killed walking her dog quite soon after. Um, Sarah. Oh Everett, yeah. Who was a bit um, older, and again, you know, older women. Yes, and she was, a, she was a she was a. Uh, community police officer. Yes, yeah, she was a community police officer yeah. as well, wasn't she? Julie, I think her name was, and I'm really, yeah. I'm still really bad now that I can't remember it. But there you go. I think that's telling. Um, I can no, see her I, face. I remember. I remember. La la la. Let me explain. Shared it because I think it was like what a month or so after Sarah Everard. Yeah, um, and then it was also like the actual. I think the man pled guilty recently. He changed his plea. Oh, did he? Okay. Uh, Julie Jensen. 
Yeah. No, that's not right. <laughs> that's just the first Wikipedia entry. Um, because oh, okay. no, I'll tell you what's very depressing is I've Go put on. Judy murdered into Google. And that was yeah. a mistake because mm-hmm. now I'm just having a list of women who were murdered by men whose name was Judy. <sighs> anyway, fun times. Um, but actually, <clears throat> on that point, yeah. Um, something that is interesting, and I think something that um, maybe isn't necessarily, or maybe people aren't necessarily aware of, is that we think that the women who are murdered that we hear about in the news are the ones who are murdered. Like, those are the only ones yeah. that exist. Like, because uh-huh. sure, because I think because because they are in the news, people naturally make the assumption that if anybody else was murdered, any other woman were murdered, then they would obviously be in the news as well. Obviously, yeah. but um, the Independent on the third of March, twenty twenty-two, so a year to the day that Sarah Everard was um, dis- wasted, she disappeared, yeah. uh, ran a ran a story that um, at least one hundred twenty-five women were killed in the UK since Sarah Everard was kidnapped and murdered. Now, by men, yeah. Um, Now, I can only, off the top of my head, recall four. Um, Uh So there's Sabina Nessa, the the woman you just mentioned now, whose name we can't remember, which is... Julia James. Julia James, there we go. Um, There was the woman in Ireland, Ashling, whose name I can't remember either. There you go. I can't remember her surname, but 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 she but she was Murphy. in the news. I think it was Murphy. Uh, she had the hashtag. Yeah, it was the hashtag. She, she was, was just uh, going for a run. She was just going for a run. Yeah. Um. And then so, oh, so actually, that's only three that I can remember off the top of my head. But apparently, 125 have been killed. Yeah. yeah so and that's then, and and that's and that's interesting in itself, isn't it? Yeah, and I think. It's very interesting and, and, and sobering. And I think there are a few reasons that, you know, not all of these things make the news. Not everything makes the news equally for lots of structural reasons, of course, mm-hmm. uh, to do with class and race and ethnicity. Um, but also I think the ones that do tend to be murdered, women who are murdered outside their homes by, by strangers, because that is actually it's t- we're told that that's the danger mm-hmm. that's the danger that we have to look out for and it's really scary mm-hmm. and it is fucking scary that happens and that's, that's why happens. and that's why you should always you know flag down a bus when you're yeah, potentially going to be bus. murdered by a stranger yeah, flag down a bus or you just run up to somebody's run up to somebody's door and knock on it and say i'm about to get murdered yeah um and you should just basically impose your own curfew but we wouldn't impose a curfew on men it's not like they're the ones who are murdering women Again, I'm not, murder- I'm not murdering women. a woman. Why should yeah, I have? So why a, should, why, sh- have why should I have a curfew, Aileen? Why? Yeah, yeah right. Um, mm. We could just try it out for a little while. <laughs> see fun. if less work just for a year. Yeah, let's see if out, any women are murdered. See if friends. less. See if less women are murdered. The thing is, or see if and less is, women are murdered I'm gonna, by yeah, this strangers. Is the thing I'm about to say that's like we're like having baths, and I'm about to like just take it down to the floor of darkness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that more women would probably be murdered because That's true. most yeah. people are mur- what well, most women are murdered in their own homes by men they know. Yeah, um, I imagine a... if you tried to keep men indoors after dark, they would yeah. get angrier and they would blame the women that they lived with. Because didn't well, well I mean, 
But I mean, that happened yeah. though, didn't it? That happened, um, that happened, well, you know, the pandemic proved that, didn't it? Yeah, during lockdown. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I know that if there are any men who are listening to this podcast, they will say that obviously men who experienced domestic abuse also, that rate went up and we acknowledge that. Um, but um, but there was, I don't, I'm, I don't want to make the number up, but there was a significant increase in phone calls to um, domestic helpline charities yeah. uh, during the pandemic. And I guess that obviously goes to uh, highlights what you were saying about um, the fact that actually if we kept men indoors, um, yeah. there would potentially be a significant increase in, in violence, particularly uh, death maybe. Um, perpetrated against women because i think there's also uh, quite a sobering statistic about um is it like uh nine in nine in ten incidents of violence against women by men are committed by men that by men that they know yeah i mean that sounds right if not yeah so like yeah. so like yeah so 10 percent of yeah. things that happen to women are by strangers yeah because you know yeah and it's so so when so i do this I, to be honest, can't remember many more women's names, if I'm honest, mm. from last yeah. year. But I do this, uh, and I keep trying to write about this for, like, my Patreon or something, but I haven't actually written it because every time I think about it, it sound, just sounds, like, so dark and self-indulgent of me to be like, I do this thing, it's really dark, but I don't know why I do it, but I do it, where I seek out the news. I seek mm-hmm. out the names and the faces of the women. So all I do... All I do um, why? Because I feel like people should see them like I should see them someone should see them I feel like it's a weird little like because there's you there are news stories you know local news or whatever um and I I just feel like it's a kind of it's a very strange little like personal Mm. thing that I do that I just Mm. feel like you know I see I see you I witnessed this yeah witness to this and I know that this happened and not just as a statistic 125 but as like you as so a on person the week- yeah yeah as on the weekend that um sabina nessa was murdered uh because her she obviously she did go missing for uh, like a, a night but we mm-hmm. didn't know about that she her body was found quite quickly um i well there was another woman called terry harris who was murdered along with her children mm-hmm. um I think by a partner or former partner, they couldn't be sure about that. And another woman, and and that was in the news a bit, I think, because it was at her home um, by someone she knew, but it was children as well, right? So like, that's obviously always a bit more horrifying. Yeah. Um, and then there was another woman called um, Sukji Opal who was murdered in her own home. And I think I kind of kept looking up the story um, because I wanted to know what had happened. Um, and I think it was a man that she was in a relationship with, or maybe even, I think he lived on her road. I think it, so I was like, is it a neighbor or is it, I, anyway, I can't remember now. Um, but I ended, I, I ended up putting all of their names on, on my Instagram stories, uh, not on my Instagram page, it's still, they're still on there. Um, not to like prove a point, like why aren't, because I really, I don't find it useful to be like, why aren't we angry about this? Mm-hmm. Um, necessarily, I, I, it depends what we're talking about and stuff, mm-hmm. but there's lots of reasons, you know, there's lots of reasons I'd rather go like, did you know about this? Mm. Um, why don't you care about this? Like, yeah, but I guess, but I guess what you're saying is about, it's, it's about trying to highlight that, you know, there are more than just the ones that make the big news 
and yeah. there's there's something about honoring or validating or acknowledging that actually yeah. you know real people have passed and they have stories and they they have they had lives that were taken away from them that and kind i think of thing. that laura does that in her book i think she tried to list all of the women who died and it kept it was, it was really depressing between each draft that she mm. had to add had people's name and uh but yeah and i think the thing is that we couldn't maintain for example we couldn't maintain the level of outrage that we had for i mean especially Sarah Everard was a kind of peak case, and I think it's mm. partly because she was, you know, a very pretty young woman, middle-class white woman. I think it was a lot to do with the fact that it was 9, 8 p.m. and she yeah. was missing for a long time. So it was kind of like... Yeah, there was a lot of stress take, around it, yeah. It took the police, I think, a few days to, to release it, you know, a missing persons appeal and stuff like that. And obviously we know now that she was dead by then, but yeah. her, her friends kind of had some social media now somewhere anyway um but like we can't maintain that that level of outrage all the time if no. especially if it doesn't like you know affect us like i might maintain that level of outrage all the time but i think it's harder for people who are a degree away from it but i guess i don't know. but also i think you know if we did report like headline news yeah. every day Oh, every time it happened, so twice yeah. a week, let's say, when a man was a woman was killed by a man, um, then we'd be like, oh shit, like this is happening a lot. Um, yeah. or, or even just like a, a partner or ex-partner. Let's let's go like that. Um then then it would be like, oh, maybe this is not like a, a few bad apples mm-hmm. in the men's barrel. Um and, and you know, worth saying that obviously most people who are murdered are not women. They're also men who are murdered yes. by men. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just mostly we murder men. And that's a real problem. <laughs> it's like, um, but there is a gendered element to this violence that yeah. in those specific ways it's enacted upon women. Um, and lots of them don't die and just live in sort of terror and uh, perpetual fear for their lives mm-hmm. uh, and their children's lives. And this is all very cheery, but it's very true. Um, and, and can't prove it and aren't believed a lot yeah. of the time. Um, because a lot of abusers are very charming um, and very nice in every other way, except yeah. people that they they live with. Yeah, except so, when know. they're when they're um, yeah committing their abuse against their yeah. partners. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. I, so something that popped into my head when you were talking about it because I was I was going to say um, as you were saying that it might be quite overwhelming and we wouldn't be able to maintain that level of outrage yeah. in my head. I was like, but surely it would highlight the fact that there needs to be something to be done. So I'm, you know, you, but then you yeah, we the that, words right we... out of my mouth there. But I guess what yeah. that would do is because at the, I kind of guess at the sort of beginning ish, um, you were talking about how, um, you know, it's annoying that obviously we have to, you know, if you're having a conversation with a man, you have to kind of contextualize that it's, you know, you know, you have to kind of um, uh, contextualize it within a man's kind of, you know, immediate social circle in order for him Mm -hmm. to kind of then realize that actually shit, you know, things can happen around me to the people around me. But if you, you know, you did report on 125 women or even the year before it was 177. I think I saw an article in the in the oh. um, year April 2020 to March 2021. It was 177 women. Um, but if you if you did if you pumped that out twice yeah. a week, 
I think it would, I think it would register with men. I think they'd be like, holy fuck. There is, yeah. this is, you know, cause it would be, it would be undeniable. Then you can't, you can't turn around and go, well, you know, that abstract number of 125 women die a year. It's not mm-hmm. so abstract anymore, is it? It becomes yeah. more concrete. I think um, that's it when people have faces. But I also do think there would be a huge contingent of men going, why aren't you reporting the men who are murdered? Yes, again, where they'll always um, be more, and, it, and it will always swing back to the manosphere and the people in the manosphere who will say that mm-hmm. actually men are more likely to be killed by men. And you're like, I absolutely Ooh, agree with you. And great. that's let's not an issue. That. Yeah. So why aren't we talking about the fact that men are just doing killing let's like think about that what is the fucking let's you know you raise a very valid point let's just oh, talk about that doing killing make me doing the killing <laughs> why are they doing killing why are they doing uh, killing yeah, yeah that's, my, that's, killing my, that's my that's my that's my that's my socratic question my psychological yeah. socratic question why are men do killing yeah why men do kill um and you know it's a good question um and you're right it always comes back to the manosphere and what about men and blah 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 and it's like oh my god just give me a fucking minute i mean Mm. i posted i've done it i've posted a couple of years in a row actually different graphics the on international women's day the date i can't remember what it is it's like the 18th of november or something is international men's day men's day now 19th of november 19th i do apologize it's also international toilet day yes it is Um, and many men are pissed off about the (laughs) it's world (laughs) health organization international toilet day by the way the world health organization recognizes the uh day of the toilet as it were Mm -hmm. uh but not international men's day um i read a really interesting book a really funny book called Oh, fucking hell, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's literally about a guy. Um, he's a com- he's a comedian who goes on Twitter every 19th of November, no, every uh, International Women's Day, and mm-hmm. when me- and will answer men's queries of when's International Men's Day by saying it's on the 19th of November. It's a hilarious book. Yeah. Um, right. But I have sidetracked you there on what you were saying. I no, apologize. I, I mean, I, no, I just, I just say, I just say. It's on the 19th of November. Um, so just give us 24 fucking hours now, please. Um, you know, because it's like these derailing conversations. And I mean, Laura Bates talks very eloquent on this, uh, on this in her book and in every everywhere I've ever seen her speak. But this dis- de- derailing of conversations is such, um, it's disingenuous. It's not genuine concern yeah. for the yeah. men who are getting murdered right because yeah. the only time you're bringing it up is when we're trying to talk about women getting murdered or yeah. if I were to try and do a post and I don't see a lot of people talk about women specifically women's mental health I'm not talking about like specific like eating disorders or you know things that you know maybe generally fit, like anxiety I'm talking about if we if I was like let's talk about women's mental health now women are generally quite supportive when men talk about men's mental health because we quite yeah. like it to be better because maybe they do less kill you know they would do less kill absolutely yeah. well i mean it would so, it would be one of the contributing factors that might reduce the amount of kill that occurs yeah, yes exactly so but also not just because of that because you know most of us love a lot of men there's mm. a lot of men that we love and we'd like yeah. them to not have mental health and you have our best and our best our well-being at heart yeah. um yeah. so it's not just that it's not like but um if i were to do a post about like let's can we talk about women's mental health and i just did stats about you know because like women, for example, attempt suicide on a higher rate than men. Like they don't succeed because women are less violent. And they think, and they, and I think they have, uh, I think they have higher levels of ideation as well. 
yes yeah, yeah. so there's like loads so I could I could reel out all this statistics yeah. and they would all be true and they'd all be things that I think would be really great to talk about and as somebody who has like has a history of depression anxiety that's put me in hospital I would love to talk about that but I don't know if I've got the energy for like yeah but men commit suicide oh like no one's saying they don't, Brian. Mm. Like, it's often right. Your own post about it. Because I'm not seeing you care about this. Yeah. Except when I'm trying to talk about women. Like, and that's the thing that's so disingenuous. You know? Yeah. And, and so. so, and it is, it is interesting because I am aware of um, accounts on both Instagram and Twitter where it's kind of, it's, it's, um, where they do talk exclusively about men's issues. So they don't talk about it that like, it's not, it's that they, I'm sure they may pop up on sort of, you know, women who talk about things and say, what about men? Um, But they, so they do talk about men's issues, but they, which I think is great. And I think that's fantastic. But what they do is they steep it in. And so they'll never call it anti-feminism, but they, but it's, it's steeped in, this idea of the patriarchy can't exist because look at how bad it is. Um, Feminism, you know, there are, there are no, and I really struggle with this one because it is true. But at the same time, I'm like, your argument is just slightly, it's, it's a slightly insidious argument because they'll say things like there are, there are sort of virtually like, I think it's like 1% of um, domestic abuse, uh, domestic abuse refuge beds, awful men in the country which i think is you know it's obviously a very small number um which i think is a valid it's it's obviously a valid thing to raise but then they will go and say but look how many beds there are for women and i'm like you just lost me (laughs) why does it have to be why does it have to be a competition why can't you just say 0.1 percent or one percent of beds exist we need more beds for men yeah and then saying like and yeah, I do you know what I was about to use the women's refuge uh, example as well. I mean, and part and that that is kind of a disingenuous argument because mm. uh, no one's proving the um, demand. They're just saying that the kind of statistic. Uh, and if there is a demand, go go do a campaign about how there should be funding. Mm. But what you're campaigning, if you do campaign, is for the percentage to rise, right? Not the yeah. number, like not the whole number. It's that there should be you know 50 50 you know uh, refuge beds now okay but as long as the number of women's beds like so you, if you could exponentially i don't even know how the mathematical how mathematically yeah. that would work if you could exponentially i mean if, first of all if there was 50 50 some there would be some empty men's refuges because and like you said men men are um victims of domestic violence i would never deny that and um, women can be perpetrators and are perpetrators of domestic uh, abuse and violence. And not but, I was about to say but, and generally it is incredibly rare that men are murdered by their female partners um, or ex-partners. And most women who are fleeing to refuges are fleeing because they might die if Mm -hmm. they stay in their homes or Mm -hmm. their children might die. and there aren't enough beds for those women. Yeah. Um, so, and the ones there are, and I know a few, like through friends, a few people who've had to seek refuges, you know, in the recent past are not up for, no, they're not fit for purpose. 
Um, and, 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 you know, not through any kind of like neglect of the services, there's just no bloody money for it. Mm-hmm. And there's less and less money for it. Um, and what I want to say is, go, do you know what? You know what women did in the 70s when there needed to be refugees? They set up some. Do you want to set up a man, men's refuge? You could do that. I, you know what? I'll donate to it. Just like stop trying yeah. to take the stuff and just yeah. build stuff. Um, and that's what's really frustrating. And uh, I mean, it reminds me actually of when I, I was in the Women's Rights Society in university. You'd be surprised to hear. <laughs> and um, uh, I think it used to be called the Women's Society and we decided to call it Women's Rights Society because we were like, it sounds a bit like Women's Institute, which is great, but, but not what we're doing. And then, you know, you'd get every freshers there, you'd get some like, generally had a public school vibe and if you're not from the UK public school means private school it's very strange um you know like really posh private school vibe or like just like you know just a bit of bravado guys come up to be like what about men's rights society why isn't there a men's rights society and we were like start one because nobody's starting one like do it if you want to do it we're not doing it like go away (laughs) we never said you couldn't have one we don't think you need one uh, but and, and I think it's but that's similar to the um, and I think I think this comes from a men's rights activist outrage as well. So obviously there's um, I don't know what it's called, but there's a like a women's like health strategy in Parliament, and there's you know various different women's strategies within Parliament or, or teams or whatever. And yeah, you'll get men's rights me. going, yeah. and you'll and you'll get men's rights going. Well, why don't we have a men's health sector? And you're like, are you? fucking kidding me like the health sector is the sector for men like that is that is the reason there is a woman's health sector is because you know somebody went well obviously the health needs of women aren't being considered by the general health sector that already exists so we need to set a separate one up and that's why it exists and they'll go, well, why is it not? It fucking already exists. Like, what are you talking about? I like to talk to them about why they can buy Viagra over the counter. <laughs> and I have to go into a little room and talk to a man if I want to take them more in an after pill. Or yeah. why can't I buy the pill over the counter? I mean, actually, that's cheap. I think there is there's going to be a new pill that you can buy at the counter. So then I'll be able to, like, after, I have to refine my argument. I go, oh, I'll get there. You know, um, what? Which which cancer that only affects people with uh, male reproductive systems is under-researched you know and maybe like I don't know someone's gonna send me a dm now and be like actually prostate cancer is what we'll look and I'll be like oh, I'm sorry that's my bad if you send me an actual citation which most people don't when they argue with me like mm. oh cool send me this citation and then they're like what's a citation no that's not that's not true <laughs> it's like um, argumentative all you look for is evidence yeah, why would I argue with you <laughs> In terms of like, what about men or why aren't you, why are you saying this is about women? I just wanted to, because I saw this today, you might have seen it on my page or Lala Lenny Explains page. Um, she actually shared there's a new law coming in that basically means if you are, it makes um, non, non-fatal strangulation a specific crime. Yeah, I've um, seen that. And the reason this is needed is because of, you know, the increase in, uh, well, although it's being kind of not allowed in UK, the UK anymore, the rough sense, mostly the rough sex defense. Yeah, I've heard um, that, yeah. Women being being strangled to death um, and men saying, oh, it was in during consensual sex and she wanted to be choked and it went wrong. So I'm not a murderer. 
Now, I have lots and lots of metaphors to use why that's stupid and fucked up. <laughs> like, if I ask you to drive me somewhere and you can't drive, um, you don't know how to drive a car, and then you go, okay, and then you drive me somewhere and we crash and I die, you're criminally responsible for that. <laughs> like, whether or not I should have asked you, doesn't matter. Or if you're so drunk that you can't drive, and mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, please, I really want you to drive. Now, maybe I didn't do that, but we don't know because I'm dead now. Yeah. Um, and you drive me somewhere and we crash and I die, you're criminally responsible for that because you mm-hmm. should have done it when you were so drunk or whatever. Anyway. Um, and, there, and also strangulation is just a massive red flag for it's the stat on this, on this post, which was from the Department of the um, Ministry of Justice, Ministry for Justice, something, um, was something like it's... Seven, someone who's got a history of strangulation is seven times more likely to murder their partner. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a reason that this comes into force, and it's mostly um, women, mm-hmm. women whose dead bodies turn up um, who are strangled to death by men. Anyway, so the actual. And there's, gen- and there's obviously, there's obviously, as far as I'm aware, and if anybody has any stats to disprove that, I'm not aware of many men who are being strangled to death in the bedroom with a woman saying, we, he wanted to engage in, you know, some rough sex play and yeah. he ended up dead. I'm not aware yeah. of that. No, and um, generally the rough sex, the rough sex defense has been, we can't consent to this as a really great campaigning group about the kind of rough sex defense. Um, and they've done really great work and it's partly due to them that this bill has passed, this law has passed. Um, and I wrote these stats in my book, but it's something like there's been, there's been, say there's been about 60 cases where men, men have used this as a defense against, uh, when they've murdered women. Uh, well, it was like 69 cases where it's been used and in 62 of those cases, the, the victim was a woman and in seven of the cases, the victim was a man and all of the perpetrators were men, you know, regardless of who the victim was. Um, so it probably held male victim as well, but you know, it's funny about misogynistic groups on the internet. They don't seem to care about gay men as much. Mm, um, yeah. You know, it's interesting. They never seem to yeah. advocate for like gay rights. It's interesting. Anyway, but, mm. um, but uh, that's a whole nother thing. And I was, mm. I'm not really qualified to talk on it. I mean, what well, am I qualified to talk on really? But um, they, so the, this this post, so it was kind of going through, it was five slides and it was saying, you know, this is the new law. There's this thing about, you know, the, the red flag. Uh, it can, you know, it can cause, even if it doesn't, you don't die, it can cause this and whatever. I, don't, I can't remember what it said. One thing is it doesn't really leave a trace and people yeah. in the criminal, there's going to be new, training for people in the criminal justice system and the police to deal with this because it's obviously something that's like can get into a lovely he said she said vibe and I think there are a lot of abusers who know what they're doing when they abuse uh you know let's say it's man and woman then when they when the man abuses women they know how to not leave traces they're not fucking idiots they're not newbies Mm. at this anyway so and then in the caption it said like this is what's happening this is part of our violence against women's and girls strategy and to help victims and that was the only gender bit of language everything else was victim partner perpetrator whatever and the comment section is just full full of I mean there's obviously some people saying this is brilliant and that's nice but you know someone's obviously alerted the the manosphere portrayed you know and it's just like some of them are kind of saying it like nicely like hey this is a great law but like why, why are you focusing on men? This might cause men to be wrongly accused. Cool. And then there are literally 
and then someone going uh you know men saying like why why are you saying men can get strangled too women can strangle and it's like the this this like the reason that this was made a law it doesn't we're not going to not apply it if a man gets strung, like gets strangled like it's not like it doesn't say like only women may be mm. you know protected by this law because men have thick necks and they don't get strangled like nobody's saying that like ugh. anyway and yeah. i think and i think there's i think there's um I think there's a real misunderstanding because um, on the, like in the men's rights uh, posts and stuff like that, particularly around things like domestic abuse. And um, I guess we're talking here more sort of like heterosexual um, relationships. They will always say like abuse has no gender. Uh And you're like, yes, but there is a difference between abuse having no gender and something being a gendered crime in which one gender is disproportionately affected by the crime because the other gender is the one perpetrating the crime more consistently than the other one. And they are like, it's not a gendered crime because men can be domestically abused. And you're like, that's not what it means. Yeah. That's not what it means. No one's saying that men can't be abused. No one's saying that men can't be victims. No one's saying that women can't be perpetrators. It's just that there are statistically, and I think I, it was something that kind of um, like a penny dropped for me the other day when I was reading a post about Lala from Lala, let me explain. And I think it was around this conversation where it was like, where are the bodies of the men? Like, Yeah. Well, um, I don't know if she put this on her stories today, but somebody wrote in the comments, show me the bodies of the dead men so someone had gone what about the men and yeah. she, this person just said like genuinely where are the bodies of the dead men who've been strangled to death by their yeah. partners and the guy was like it was actually kind of amusing in a way it wasn't but he was like we can we can debate all day but men get abused too and that's just it and i was like cool so you don't you don't know you don't have the men to say about and, and again and again Nobody's yeah and it's like it's like you know and I know this is like, this has been just a morbid conversation the whole way through. And I think we've taken a slightly, I think we've taken a slightly irreverent approach to it where we've talked about things in a slightly, maybe lighthearted manner, but like, mm-hmm. it is just where are the fucking bodies? Like yeah. th- there are bodies of men. Absolutely. But those are, you know, they've been killed by men. <laughs> they've been killed the by men. If we're not going to gender conversations, then you know men yeah men men commit suicide but women commit suicide too so exactly exactly so yeah i'm I'm happy to have that conversation in a gendered way i think it's important i think that i think sometimes i find it hard i see posts about male mental health and i think that sounds like me and i feel like a bit like that's you know (laughs) i would like to be included in this conversation Mm because it's about oh i don't talk to people because i want to be strong and i'm like sounds like single mums you know or whatever Mm -hmm. you know and and, it's whatever there's not i'm not trying to take away from that no 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 but i get what you're but what you're you saying know, is like, that you can you can identify with it and actually yeah yeah you know, and i could be like yeah not just about men is it but i'm not because i'm just like you know what have that, that conversation it's not harming me it's not taking anything away from me yeah. um but i could i could take it like that be like well i i tried to commit suicide and i'm not a man you know yeah. i did that so what about that? You know, whatever. Yeah, so so, so um, what about so what about women's suicide? Why aren't we talking yeah, so about I that don't as much? Actually, it's not really a gender thing, is it? No, no, suicide has no gender. Yeah. Well, you know, that would be. But if you said that, and I wouldn't say that because it'd be callous and horrible. Exactly. Um. But you know, 
Um, but the other thing that was on those posts, and I know it's getting late, so we'll stop in a minute. But, um, <laughs> That's all right. Was, was um, I'm trying to find, because I screenshot them to show people on my close friend stories where mm-hmm. I was actually talking about Deaf and Heard today, but I was, um, here we go. How will this, one of the guys said, how will this be proven? Trusting a, trusting a woman doesn't oh. lie. Laughter emoji. I think I saw that, yeah. Um, and then another kind of pe- person like laughed about that as well. Um, I, love, I think assume a man had a, had a male name or a, a traditionally boy's name. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else who was like, this isn't just a man's a woman issue. Have we learned nothing from the last six weeks? You know, a couple of people making Johnny Depp Amber Heard comparisons. And I think just proving the point that whatever you think about the case and we like, you know, do a whole thing on that. And there's some very mm. good podcasts out about it. Um, I don't think anyone can deny that there are a group of misogynists using it as proof that. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, um, women are just as abusive and and horrible and lie and yeah this will Um, this will be this will be fodder for the um false accusations arguments for many 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 years to come i think and worse a legal precedent in the usa that you can't even not name your abuser and write a a kind of vague or head about it yeah Um, which is scary yeah we shall see how many other more men start bringing See if Marilyn Manson brings a case against. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Everett Ward because yeah. she did a documentary or a book or something. She, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I read about it, but you know, she's come out and said things which yeah. Amber Heard has never actually done, except in the no. court case where she was stuff. where she was compelled under. Um, I think so. Yeah, like yeah. So that's awkward. An oath. Um, so yeah, okay. she did. She filed a restraining order. What? <laughs> what conniving. Uh, thing to do. Anyway. <laughs> How does um, he do that? Yeah, well, can't. Um, but yeah, there's a whole other thing to get into there, and I uh, mm. posted something on it on TikTok today and poked the beast of Johnny Depp stand. So um, yeah, we'll see sure how that goes. Stand. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, in conclusion. I don't think it's uh, got any better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So to answer the question right at the very start. <laughs> Um, that's how I would write essays in exams at uni just like no and then go blah, 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 and then go in conclusion I just said all the things so yeah, yeah. Um, um but no I don't I don't think it has but I think the conversations are important and I'm glad they're happening more to yeah give a and I think I think yeah I'm just uh, I guess I'm just glad to be part of the conversations and I'm, I'm I'm glad that you are that you um agree to come on and and um I guess enlighten us a bit further about you know why things haven't necessarily changed as much as maybe some people had hoped or would hope Uh, and I guess I guess it just highlights what more needs to be changed and I suppose my main takeaway um, which I guess just kind of fits again with the things that I'm learning is that there is a there is a there is a definite need to become more aware of the insidious nature of the manosphere and the the way in which it yeah manifests the arguments that it uses the 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 function behind it which is not purely for men's benefits it's about undermining the progress 
yeah, it's about undermining the progress of of equality and trying to um, uh, make society a bit more equitable, not just for women, but for all sort of, you know, marginalised communities. Um, God, God forbid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so it's, um, yeah, I think that is really important. And I think just, um, just being open to listening to women who are angry and upset and not articulating themselves particularly well or being particularly sensitive to your own feelings if you're especially if you're a cisgendered uh, mm-hmm. man um and just being open to being like well maybe there's a reason that they're mm-hmm. like this and maybe you know what i could just listen for a bit and not react or be and the thing and the thing is is that the thing that i've learned or the thing that i've come to realize is that there is consistency amongst the stories and it is the consistency amongst the stories that is hard to refute and it's not like it's not like you know various different women are saying different things they maybe they're talking about it from different experiences uh different individual experiences but the overall picture that they're painting is very consistent and the consistency is hard to deny um so mm. i think so i think if 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 men are willing to listen and they're willing to listen long enough without defensiveness they'll start to notice those consistencies and mm-hmm. it'll there'll be themes that will start to be picked up and uh, the, there'll be reasons as to why those themes appear yeah and it'll be like sad and yeah. shit and that's you yeah. know what just a lot of that around at the moment well probably always has been but now we've got the internet so it's uh it's easy, more easily downloadable and accessible yeah and apparently you could just you know see the same thing on like several different um fucking social media platforms you know everyone's got a tiktok and a twitter and a instagram mm-hmm. and a facebook and a all that kind of stuff so yeah it's but, yeah. fun sometimes okay. all well, right thanks for having me i'm we're, i'm i think i speak on behalf of all women don't definitely don't uh, no but we're very happy to have you as part of the conversation and mm. anyone who wants to be part of the conversation who is gonna also knows that part of conversations are listening there's always a, a little little tip for anyone out there who doesn't know how many there's two um, the, the, these things on the side of your head they're not just ornaments they're made for listening i'm pretty sure that that's a, i'm pretty sure that that's a dad joke there you go I think you are a dad too yeah no yeah it fits it fits okay cool Um, alright well thank you very much I think we'll uh, we'll end it there so once more Aileen Barrett Tinder Translators thank you very much for your time I appreciate it thanks for having me in a bit